0: Welcome back to the Art of Getting Your Shit Together. I am Lindsay, and I'm here for a quick intro on today's episode because you're going to get a little psychology one-on-one. And before you decide to change this episode, I just want to encourage you to stay. It's a short lesson about a topic that I've heard over and over again recently. I wanted to bring it to you guys because I know if I'm hearing it, so are other listeners because you guys are actively seeking out amazing information to better your lives. And that's why I know you're listening to this podcast. So stay tuned for just a quick lesson to give you some new insights and new awareness about your thoughts and why you may be feeling like shit. And of course, you know, I'm not here to waste your time. So without further ado, enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to the Art of Getting Your Shit Together podcast, where each week we help you identify the bullshit that's holding you back and discover the courage to take action to create a life you love and enjoy.
1: We're so happy. We're so happy to be here.
0: We're
1: here and we're ready.
0: All right, well, let's kick it off with a listener spotlight, shall we? This spotlight is from Latin
1: Heat 1619. And she writes, five stars, top of the line podcast. Ladies, thank you for your continuous dedication and for making a difference in the lives of others around the world. Since joining the podcast, I have felt a sense and peace of mind, really appreciate the positive and genuine feedback. I know you will all make it far.
0: Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. We love
1: hearing from you guys. So if you haven't left us in a review over on iTunes, go over there and do that. We want to be able to shout you out and give you some love. Because without you, we would be talking to nobody. (laughs) Just little crickets. (laughs) Yeah, We would have to set up stuffed animals in this room (laughs) and pretend like they're our listeners. So thank you so much, so, so, so much from both of us from the bottom of our heart for being here every week with us. And continuing to listen and for those of you who actually take the time to, to give us a shout out, it means more than you will ever know or understand. Mm-hmm. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Awesome. We have an amazing top cat topic, top cat, <laughs> topcast. <laughs> <laughs> we have an amazing topic today. And it can be confusing as hell.
0: So we're gonna try to deconfuse it for you. Yeah. We're gonna have a little crash course on cognitive dissonance. And I've heard this term several times over the years, but I've been hearing it a lot more lately. And I've heard it where there wasn't maybe a very detailed description of what it was. I'm like, well, other people may be hearing this and then not knowing what this even means. Mm -hmm. So the Googles say that cognitive dissonance is the state in having inconsistent thoughts beliefs or attitudes, especially as it's relating to behavioral decisions and an attitude change. That's a lot. That's a lot. (laughs) So what does it mean? It means feeling like shit (laughs) when we have conflicting thoughts or beliefs. So cognition, our thoughts, what's going on in our brains, right? But the dissonance, meaning lack of harmony and inconsistency. So the inconsistency, after I kind of dove into Several references and tutorials on you know di- people's different outtakes on what cognitive dissonance is, inconsistency or the inconsistency of certain thoughts and the behaviors mm-hmm. that do not align with those thoughts. That's where this really comes into play. So humans have experienced this since the dawn of time, but it didn't have this name until the 70s. So in 1957, a gentleman by the name of Leon Festinger, wrote a theory about cognitive dissonance. And he gave all of us a wonderful detailed description and understanding of what this is, but also how we cope with it. Okay, so what are the actions that we're taking when this comes up? What are the common ways that this is showing up in our lives? So not only is this just an uncomfortable thought that we're feeling and just kind of like feeling like shit, like I said earlier, it can actually have physical attributes where we physically feel ill. We have that anxiety, you know, all those things that come with feeling in a state of discomfort and inconsistency. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. When we feel like crap, we want to what? Make ourselves feel better.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, before I get into that, maybe I should give some examples. Yeah.
1: Let's hear some examples.
0: So some examples of what cognitive dissonance is, is smoking when you know smoking causes cancer. Mm. You understand that it is harmful for your health, but you do it anyway, or something that may go against some of your ethics or beliefs or what you think is good behavior, like calling in sick to work when you're not really sick. Got it. You may have some negative thoughts after the fact or have some cognitive dissonance about even doing that when you know it may not be the right thing to do. Even taking action, someone else is giving you direction that you have certain thoughts about. Like maybe your boss is giving you direction to do something or to sell something and maybe you're not ethically bought into it or they're telling you to do something unethical in the workplace or wherever you may be in that situation. Okay. It could be something as simple as buying a new item when you're trying to actively save money. Your thought is saving money is great. I'm really trying to save money. And then you go and buy the item anyway. And then after that you have certain thoughts and feelings about that. So how are we coping with these, with this negative feelings and this inconsistency between what we're thinking and what we're actually doing? What Festinger says is there's four ways that we cope with this. So the first one is to change the thought. So if you're a smoker, you may just start to think, well, smoking's not that bad. Got it. It's just simply changing the thought or you're kind of trying to justify your action. Justification, yep. The second is to change the behavior. So if you're a smoker and you believe that it is harmful for your health, you're going to take some actions to actively try to quit smoking. So you're trying to create more consistency with what you believe and what actions you're taking. Okay. Got it. The third one and the most popular one is rationalizing the inconsistency with, I may smoke, but I also eat healthy and I exercise. So it's not that bad. I do a lot of good but Mm -hmm. I still smoke. So you're trying to rationalize that it's still not that bad. This also comes with a lot of justifications as well with, well, everyone else is doing it, or you may say, I deserve it. I deserve that cigarette. I had a hard day or, you know, it's it's how I cope with things. I smoke. So these are ways that you're coping with the inconsistency and the discomfort of cognitive dissonance. The fourth one is to trivialize it in a way to say, you know, lots of things cause cancer. Oh, yeah. So does smoking, but so does lots of things. So what's to say that smoking is going to... What, are you never going to walk outside again? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you change the thought, you change the behavior, you add a new thought and rationalize, and then you trivialize it. So these are conversations that you're having with yourself about the thought that you have about something or the belief of something. And then you're, but you're still taking action that counteracts that. So you don't have that consistency and mm-hmm. you're causing yourself discomfort or some of the differences where we feel a heightened sense of discomfort or less is when we feel like we have a choice. So if we don't have a choice, ironically we may feel less discomfort because it's just something that we need to do discomfort at work. It's a task whatever it may be. But when we have a choice and the good example, I'm still going to go back is the smoking. We have a choice to smoke or not. So when you're actively trying to have the thought where this is bad for me, I should probably quit smoking. And you're constantly rationalizing and justifying this action and you're going against your belief and continuing to smoke. You're going to have uncomfortable thoughts. Yeah. We aren't all going to go out and make the best decisions. We make like what 65,000 decisions a day or we have 65,000 thoughts. It's just an insane amount that we have a thought and we have an ability to react to that thought or whatever we're going to do with that thought. Okay? So we're not always going to make great decisions, but when we can understand what this is and now we have a name for it, right? We can identify it when we're feeling that pull and that shift on our thoughts. And what we're doing and we feel shitty about it or we may not feel great or we may feel like this isn't right. Now we can approach it and say, what can I do better? What can I do differently? What better choices can I make in the future? Yeah. Okay. What are you willing to take back in your life? If you have a set belief and you have now adopted other beliefs or you're taking actions that don't align with your beliefs When is that coming up and what can you take back into your life? This goes again back to your values. What have you kind of just let go or set aside that you need to take back into your life to make sure that you're operating as your best self? Okay. This was just a quick crash course about the topic because I've heard this term come up a lot. So I wanted to just bring it to everyone's awareness what this means. So if someone ever brings it up now, you can be like, oh yeah, I know what that is. Mm (laughs) Mm-hmm. And reminding everybody listening that we can have conflicting thoughts, but some of those conflicting thoughts can also be empowering. So we can feel fear and courage at the same time. We can be fearful about a situation and still feel the courage to take action on something that we want to do. Not just going against our beliefs, but we're really following through with having the courage to stand up for ourselves. So being curious about what's happening in your life. That's a common, consistent Theme that we have throughout this podcast. We're breaking this down. We're understanding what is going on and why am I getting the results I'm getting? What can I do? What can I change? And what can I take back? Right? So, just a quick crash course today. I don't know if you have anything that you want to add. That's
1: great. I think understanding these
0: are just thoughts. You know,
1: we just have these thoughts. They just come across our brain. We think the thought, we do the thing, and we move on. But now knowing, oh, yeah. I think I've rationalized a thing or two this week. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I think knowing this now brings a new level of awareness to our thoughts, digging deeper into it. Because we talk a lot on this podcast about being aware of your thoughts and how you can change your thought, which will change your, your actions and your results. But This kind of adds a different dimension into the whole thought pattern. That, oh, okay, so maybe this is the reason why some of these actions or thoughts are happening is because I'm trying to justify this. I'm rationalizing. I'm making it not a big deal. And it also makes sense as to another level of resistance as to why we don't change Uh very easily. Yep. You know, when you're justifying and you're rationalizing your shitty feelings or the, the way you're feeling about something that you know is in conflict of what you really ought to be doing or what you've already committed to yourself to do, it's a sucky feeling. Mhm. And it's tough and it doesn't make the whole growth journey easier. That's for sure.
0: But you're buying into old all the patterns. It.
1: it all it happens to everybody. Yep. And uh just recognizing when it happens to you is the mm-hmm. important part. Now you know. Yep. I love it cuz it's such a big scary term. It like sucks me right back in time <laughs> back into like
0: psychology class in high school and I'm like
1: Oh Lord, that's a big word. And it's a yeah. big term that who knows what the hell it means. But Even
0: all the definitions, like in psychology books and everything, when I was researching this and trying to just break it down into some bite-sized pieces, I'm like, this is really basic, but you know, it sounds fancier than it is. Mm-hmm. And so it's like it what you does. said, like you hear these big words and you're like, what on earth is that? Yeah. And it's really just having the conflict yeah. with your thought and your action and having conflicting thoughts within your mind that cause discomfort. We crave consistency. We crave patterns. And hopefully we're trying to change our old patterns into new, healthier patterns. And I love that they've kind of broken it down because it makes sense of, you know, how we're coping with it, how we deal with it. But like you said, the new awareness and just being able to identify it. Yeah, because you can't tell that that's what
1: you're doing mm-hmm. when you're doing it. Yeah. You know, even having had thought certain i can't remember what i did the other day but i just i know i justified something if i if i could think of it i would share but it's just something that i think we do on a regular basis it probably was eating chocolate because i you know sometimes i'm like i need to get i need to break up with sugar Mm. but i love chocolate (laughs) (laughs) it's not that bad it's got magnesium
0: (laughs) And caffeine,
1: <laughs> so that's probably what I was doing. But anyway, minor, really minor in the grand scheme of things. But yeah, I think it was. I think it's great. So if you're having cognitive dissonance, you know, you know what it is, and you can be aware of it. Yep. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Cool. Well, hopefully this was a little psychology one-on-one day. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it was nice. I guess it was. It was nice. Just a little tidbit for everybody. We'll have
1: another one soon. So okay, awesome. If you haven't yet, go join our Facebook group. Tagist Facebook insiders, yeah, that's not what it's called. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the so already getting
1: your shit together tribe or VIP, VIP tribe. tribe, yeah. Come, come join our Facebook group. If you haven't left a review, go do that. If you haven't downloaded our freebie, you can text the word Tagist T A G Y S T to the number four eight four eight four eight. Yeah, and you can get our freebie: five ways to get your shit together right now and start living your best life. We made it easy, easy, easy for you guys to download. And we put a lot of hard work into it. So go ahead and get that worksheet, do it, and find yourself on a journey and path to growth and share it with us. Take us on Instagram if you do it. Otherwise, we will see you next week. You take care. And for God's sake, go do some self-care this week, okay? I know some of you are putting it off. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. The Art of Getting Your Shit Together is produced and edited by LD Coaching and Blush Cactus Boutique Design Studio. We would love it if you'd head over to iTunes and subscribe, leave us five stars, and write a quick review. If you enjoy this podcast, share it with your friends so that we can continue to grow our tribe. Tag us on Instagram at tagist_podcast underscore podcast with your shares, and we'll feature you on our story. Don't forget to grab our free guide, five things you can do right now to get your shit together and start living your best life over at tagus.com slash kick more ass. Remember, your life only gets better when you decide to grow and it's never too late to get your shit together.